Hey friend, welcome to the Feel Your Best podcast. I'm your host, Meg Lafferty, and I'm here to tell you that you can feel better. In fact, your best, in your own skin. Yep, I mean you. Busy, hardworking, badass woman who's juggling all the things and at the end of her rope when it comes to her health. I know you, I am you, and my clients you too. It might not seem possible, but you don't have to keep feeling like this in your one and only body. That's why I'm on a mission to show you the other side. Join me each week as my guests and I share the tools you need to actually enjoy the body you've been blessed with. Because the answer isn't in another restricted diet, task on your to-do list, or simply sitting in this uncomfortable feeling. It's in uncovering your unique roadmap to your healthiest self. Ready to get started? Let's dive in to today's episode. Welcome back for another episode of the Feel Your Best podcast. Today, I'm so excited to welcome Crystal Melanson to chat with you. She is here specifically to talk about women's health and fertility struggles after they have had a baby. I know you're going to learn so much from her today. Crystal, before we get started on our topic for today, I just want to thank you for being here. I appreciate it so much. I would love for you to take just a moment to introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit more about who you are, who your VIPs are, and who it is that you serve. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here too. Yeah, I am a natural practitioner and nutritionist, and I specialize in women's health and fertility. So I'm very passionate about helping women have babies and have healthy pregnancies. And I haven't been blessed to work virtually with women all over the world, which is super exciting. And to make it all possible, I do have my family. So I have my husband, we have been together for 11 years today, actually, is our first oh, anniversary. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thanks. And then my two little ones. So I have a almost four-year-old boy and an 18-month-old daughter. And so they are really what partly led me to be doing what I do and my passion around it, but also my, my drive in life. I love it. And so tell me a little bit more about how you got into this field of work. Yeah. So I really have always been interested in in health and nutrition. I mean, honestly, I got interested in it when I was a kid, partly because of my own health struggles. So I definitely dealt with allergies and digestive issues, chronic hives um, as a kid and couldn't figure out exactly why it was. And my mom started introducing me to the idea of, you know, how nutrition and what we ate could be affecting my body. And that made a huge difference for my health and my, my journey growing up. But I just loved it so much to see that power and see that influence that we have. And I started studying nutrition and dietetics in college. And then from there, it just kind of snowballed and I've done more postgraduate programs and other certifications around really specifically with functional medicine and functional nutrition. So really exploring what could be the underlying cause of issues. What are those deeper things that are not 
being talked about or being found and how can we support the body then naturally. And so it's helped me so much in my own journey. And when I was told, I was actually told that I would likely never get pregnant naturally without medications or treatments. Um, and I had a hard time with that because I was born of IVF myself. So my mother was actually one of the first women in, in the U S to have babies through IVF. And I was scared that was just going to be my journey. And I had doctors pretty much saying that's how it was going to be. And luckily though, with my education, I knew it didn't have to go that way. Mm. And I really took control over figuring out what could be affecting my cycles, what could be affecting my fertility and how I could help it naturally. And then I, I was blessed to have both of my babies naturally and, and healthy, healthfully. And so that is really what led me to specifically working in that field, because I think it is a very underserved field. Mm, misunderstood. Yeah. yeah, of course. And what a testament to what you do in the fact that you were naturally able to conceive both of your kids mm-hmm. when you were yeah. told by several doctors that that wasn't going to be the case. And I just, that in and of itself is just, it's beautiful. It's such a blessing. And I know that there's many women out there who believe to their core that there's nothing else that they can do after they have tried and tried and then feel as though IVF is the only thing that they can do. And you're here to shift that belief and that narrative. Yeah, there's other options. There's definitely other options just because the conventional route or, you know, those doctors don't know about them doesn't make them effective. It doesn't make them there. And there's there's definitely other options to help support whether you want to get pregnant naturally or if you still feel that medications or treatments are the right route to go, there's still ways to support it and help make it even more successful as best as they can be. So there's definitely things out there. Yeah. So I want to hop back to what you were sharing with supporting your body naturally. And specifically, I want to dig into women who, as we are going to talk about women who have already had babies and had no trouble the first time getting pregnant. And now they're in a space where they're trying to have a second, maybe a third child. And it's not going as simply as it went the first time. Why do you think that is typically happening or what do you see with your clients? Yeah, this definitely can come up. And I, I know it can be really frustrating for women because yeah, they're like, I got pregnant before. Why, why is this now a struggle? And I think there's some important key parts to remember with it. So it's typically classified as like secondary infertility is what they will talk about it conventionally. And normally there is not a lot of help for it, but what we want to remember is I tell it this way is our bodies are very intelligent, right? Very smart. But the number one job is keeping you alive, right? That's the number one job outside of that. It wants you to have energy. It wants you to be happy. It wants you to sleep well. It wants you to reproduce. But if we have this buildup of, of stress, of inflammation on our system, 
And I'll describe that a little bit more in a second. But we start to shut down functions, right? Where maybe we aren't sleeping so well. Maybe we aren't so happy. We're more irritable. Maybe we can't get pregnant, right? Because if our body is so much stress and it's like, hey, hey, Megan, like I'm having a hard enough time taking care of myself. You think I want to grow a human, right? It's going to shut down that function. And if you've been pregnant before, if you've raised a baby, you know how much work that is. It is so much work. Yeah. And so it is more common to go into that kind of survival, that shutdown mode after you've already had a baby, because your body has been through so much. And we have this inflammation from maybe nutrient deficiencies, right? Things affecting our immune system, lack of sleep, maybe not supporting our body properly with diet because we're taking care of this human, right? And so it is more common in women after they've had a baby to have these these things come up and have it become an issue at this time because they maybe didn't know of the support they needed to have because a lot of women just don't get support postpartum, right? And so then it starts to manifest and show symptoms when you want to have that second, that third child. Mm, Wow. Honestly, my mind is just blown right now. (laughs) I'm just like taking this all in because I feel as though this isn't something that's openly shared or talked about much, not from what I've seen or what I've heard that many women struggle after they have had their first child, but it makes so much sense with what Mm -hmm. you're sharing because from my perspective, I talk a lot about holistic health and helping women reach the optimal weight so that they can feel their best in their body and doing so in, you know, a helpful and enjoyable manner and stress impacts that. So it makes sense that stress would impact your ability to conceive again. Yeah. Yeah. And then you add, you know, the age on top of it, people get concerned about the age, but it's not really just age and getting older, right? It's about the biological age. It's once again, what is that stress that's impacting things? And so you have all of these different factors that can play into it, but luckily we have influence over all of it, right? We have influence over supporting our body and and reducing these stressors. Yeah. Yeah. So I would love to know for women that are listening right now, and they're in this space trying to conceive their second and struggling with infertility, experiencing all of the stress that comes along with having another child. What do you recommend that they can do? Like, what are some simple things that they can do right now? Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the top tier of it is I do love doing functional labs, which is a way of looking deeper into your health and your body. So really uncovering like, do you have nutritional deficiencies? You know, what is happening with your adrenal system, your hormonal system, where's inflammation? So we can get some clear answers as to maybe what your body is struggling with. And that can give us a lot more specific direction on what we can do about it. So Mm -hmm. I think doing labs, which they're different from what you get at your doctor's office, right? They aren't just to diagnose you with a disease. They're to actually help you can be, extremely impactful. Just if you want to have a baby, but also I think moms just deserve to check in on their health too. 
course, of course. Um, I was just going to say, I'm glad that you said that this is something outside of just going to the doctor. So exactly. can you talk a little bit more about that? Labs that you typically get at your doctor, they're, they're diagnostic, right? So they're black or white. You have a disease or you're quote unquote, the dreaded normal, right? Oh, you're normal, right? And, and then there's not much to it, right? Yeah. There's an issue, they pair a medication that you don't get a lot of information. Functional labs are different because we are not just labeling you with something. We're trying to find patterns and trends, see what systems in your body are struggling, where those, those deeper root issues are. And so they're a lot um, more impactful and we use them a way of, we don't just want you to be normal, right? We want you to be optimal. When you're trying to have a baby, we want your health to be optimal. When we're trying to reduce miscarriage risk, we want things to be optimal. So it's looking at it with a different view as well. Mm, I love that. That's so helpful. And I like that you said optimal health. So how do you support these women who come to you to achieve that optimal health? Yeah. Well, then we have to go back to the foundations, right? Which is diet, nutrition, sleep, stress management, and and exercise. It really is. You have to work on those foundational pieces, right? Are you eating the right foods? Are we keeping your blood sugar steady throughout the day? You know, are we supporting gut health? And for women, a lot of that, right? We were talking about sleep and our kids before we got on here, right? Like you can't maybe necessarily control your sleep so well, but you can control how you're eating, right? And really taking action in those parts that we have influence. So you have to start with those foundational pieces. And I don't think there is one specific way for every woman. I think it's really about what is right for your body and figuring out what that is. Mm, right. That's beautifully said because it is so important for women to understand that, especially when it comes to their health, that it is not a one size fits all approach ever. Mm-hmm. It is unique to your body and your lifestyle and what works for one person doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for somebody else. So I'm, I'm really grateful that you said that. So if I was a woman, and as you know, I have one child and I mean, he's four now. What if you recently, like within the last six months had a baby, is there like a quote unquote ideal time to try? Well, I think there, there probably maybe is a difference when women were having babies at like 19 years old (laughs) in our thirties. I don't know. You might recover quicker, but you know, that there is more evidence showing that the best time period is to actually wait closer to the two years postpartum to get pregnant again. You know, I got pregnant with my second at 18 months, but you have to consider, yeah, what your body went through and really making sure that it is supported back to the levels. Cause you don't want to go back. You don't want to go into a second pregnancy with, um, nutrient deficiencies or things that could affect it. Right. Or just worn down. And of course, if you are breastfeeding that can affect your hormones and sometimes make it more difficult to get pregnant too. So, I think it's being cognizant of where your health is at. And so that's different for everyone, but I would say probably, you know, 18, 18 months is a, is a good goal to aim for between kids. Yeah. Okay. That, that's really helpful too. And 
in terms of how you support women in naturally conceiving, where do you first start? So I know you said you start with the functional labs and then from there, how do you support women through this process? Yeah. So there's, there's four main frameworks that I work through with, with my programs. And we do start with the nutrition and with the diet and really getting focused on what nutrients are important for fertility, balancing blood sugar, right. That we talked about inflammatory foods, learning about your own cycle. A lot of women don't even know about their cycle, right? Are you ovulating? How do you look for that? As well as then the exercise piece we do work through and eliminating environmental factors that could affect egg quality, sperm quality, and the health of your womb. So looking at chemicals that you're exposed to, supporting your natural detox pathways like your liver, your gut. So I feel like we have to have a multifaceted approach, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be overwhelming because we can break it down into layers, Mm -hmm. right? But we do want to think about, you know, how are you eating and how are you living? And that is really what would be most effective is when we can do this in a sustainable way that you're able to learn about your body and make these changes in a way that is, is easy for you. Right. And not just an added stress. Yeah. Just not like another added to do on your already ever growing to-do list, but it's about supporting your health. Right. And because when we do this work, it can be feel overwhelming at first, but then you start to feel better and you have more energy and it makes it all worth it. Right. So taking that first step forward, you start to see really how it's, how impactful and important it is and realizing that you deserve that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That first step is the hardest step to take. So for our listeners today, what is one thing or what couple things would you like to leave them with that they can start doing now to create that optimal health, as you mentioned earlier? Yeah. One, one place that I start with women that feel like overwhelmed with the information and in the diet piece is Well, just first start with one meal, right? And normally breakfast is an easy one. Like, let's see how you're starting your day, right? Are you eating a breakfast that's just full of sugar, fast carbohydrates that's gonna not support your blood sugar, right? Or are you getting protein? Are you getting fats? Really start with one piece, right? One piece of your day. And when you're able to work on that and feel good about that, And then you can start adding on goals from there. But I think that's where we want to break it down into baby steps is let's just focus on one goal. And breakfast is normally a great part for women to focus on and making sure that they're supporting well. And how about for our listeners who are not breakfast eaters? Because I know there are a lot of- Well, I think, you know, like let's discuss why that is, right? Because that could be- health, your health that's affecting it. Is it because you feel like you shouldn't eat breakfast because it's going to be better for weight loss or you shouldn't because it's better, you know, let's, let's dive into why that is in the first place. Is it because you say you don't have time, then let's think about it. But I like smoothies for one, you know, those are quick. You can make them the night before even, or have the stuff ready to go. So those are an easy trick, but I'd say most women 
do need some sort of nutrition in the morning to support their hormones. Not every woman, but most women do need it. So let's discuss why you're saying you don't want breakfast. Yeah, no, I agree with that so much. And I'm glad that you said that and kind of solidified the importance of it, especially when it comes to your fertility. Mm -hmm. Um, So I appreciate that so much. Now, I want to, I love everything that you have shared so far. Is there anything else that you want to leave our listeners with today before we dive into some of our rapid fire questions? I think just realize that you have options, right? And there is help there. I don't believe in a closed door, like just because maybe you've been told things have to be a certain way. That doesn't mean it's true, right? That's one person's opinion. And I think you need to like dive in and have faith in yourself, have that connection with your body, your gut instinct, right? On And realize that there are options, there is health, help for you. And with a lot of these things, natural approaches work. And, and they can be the answer to help you too. So just believe in yourself and don't take one person's opinion as the be all. So good. I love that. So, so good. Now, actually this, I want to go to where can our listeners find you? What do you have coming up? And is there any other things that you would like to offer? Yeah. So you can find me at crystalmelanson.com. I put a lot of information up there as well as I am on Facebook and Instagram as well. So Crystal Melanson will probably show you your way there. I'll give Megan the links for that. And in terms of breakfast, I do have a handout that's really helpful on supporting your blood sugar and your stress response through breakfast. And so I can help, I'll give you the link to that. And you guys can download that as a quick, a quick way to get started. And I'm happy to chat with anyone. So I I take clients kind of on an ongoing basis. I like to talk and make sure we're the right fit. So if you ever just want to chat with me, like I welcome you just reaching out and saying, Hey, and getting the conversation started and, and see how we can support you. Awesome. I love that. And all of the wonderful resources that Crystal mentioned will be in the show notes to make sure to scroll down and check those out. So we are going to end our podcast with some rapid fire questions. The first one I ask all my guests is, do you have an AM or PM routine you love? And if so, what does that look like? Yeah, I I don't have I'll be honest, I don't have a specific routine with, with my young kids. It's kind of <laughs> makes <Typical. things> sporadic, <laughs> but I, uh, I have to take a shower or a bath before bed. Like yes. that is kind of my calm. So taking a warm bath when I can before bed and reading, I'm a huge reader of <laughs> books. So that's kind of part of my routine that helps get my mind kind of calm down at night. And that's important for me. Yeah. I love that. And it's funny that you brought up the shower and bath because one of my other guests has <laughs> said the same thing. So I think it's just yeah. a mom thing. Like the it's like just water the- therapy, <laughs> water therapy for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. The second question I have for you is what does feeling the best you can in your body mean to you? I think it means being able to live the way you want, do the things you want, right? And feeling confident in that. So for me, it's being able to play with my kids, right? 
and being in a calm, good mood. A lot of that is, is emotional work for me today too, and really supporting that piece of things. But I think it's feeling confident in yourself and, and really taking that step to supporting and loving on your body. Mm, Love that. That's beautiful. And lastly, I know that you said you are a big reader. So I am curious and excited to hear what are you currently reading? (laughs) Yeah. And I asked you, I'll tell you literally what I'm currently reading because I read about two books a week. So that's incredible. (laughs) Yeah. I read like 90 books last year. I read a lot. And a lot of them are fiction because that's just like kind of my escape. I love fiction. I love romance, to be honest. So I started a new book that's kind of like a mystery and it's called mystery romance. It's called more of us to the West. Yeah. And so like it has this plane crash and some mystery around it. It's interesting. So that's, that's my current fiction book that I'm reading and I'd say it's good so far. So. I'm going to add that to my TBR ever-growing list. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that and helping our audience get to know you a little bit better. And I just appreciate everything that you shared with us today and just being here on the podcast. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me here. Thank you so much for listening to the Feel Your Best podcast today. Let this act as your daily reminder that you, yes, you friend, deserve to feel the best you can in your body. My hope is that this podcast will be the place you can come to get the right dose of inspiration, education, and motivation to help you take action and see that you can create a body you love. If you loved this episode, I would be so grateful if you would share it with your friends so that they too can start feeling better in their body. Tag me on your Instagram stories with a screenshot of this episode and let me know what you thought. I'll see you next time.